delighted to have you in the podcast where all stories are welcome and the masks come off. Hi Pradna. Hello, good morning Shiva. Good morning and so good to see you. Welcome to Soul Brews with Shiva on Coffee and Soul. I'm so delighted to have you with me today. Thank you and it's such a pleasure to be here with you. So thank you for inviting me. It's it's an absolute pleasure. I had to have you in the show. How can I not have Pradna in the show, right? So <laughs> definitely. Um I'm glad we made the time for it now and um, and uh, I'm really looking forward to our conversation. So thank you for making the time, Pradna. Me too. Me too. All right. So you've got your coffee ready? Yes. All right. Here's to life, Pradna. And yes, just let's share to you and to good health, happiness and great progress. Thank you. And here's to friendships and here's to long associations. Lovely. I drink to that. Absolutely. Mm. And it has been a long association and a beautiful association. So I'm uh so happy that we're doing this together right now. Could I ask you to just hold the cup of coffee in your palms? Oh, nice and warm. Nice and warm. This whole Delhi weather it's just the perfect. <laughs> yeah. And can you just settle back in? Mm. Yes. Yeah. Lovely. Just relax. If you can just, while you're holding the cup of coffee in your hand, if you don't mind, you can keep your eyes closed. Let the warmth seep in. Now, what comes to your mind? Mm. What you see? Anything? Yeah, love, right? Comfort, uh, warmth. Lovely. Just surrounded by, you know, caring and. people you care for and care about and people who care for you and care about you and just that you know that cold nip in the air and then just the warmth of that love and care lovely do you see an image as well you can open your eyes whenever you'd like to I, maybe it's funny but i almost every time i think of it the image that comes is like soft cotton wool yeah. or almost like sitting on a cloud you know when i was a kid my Uh, I used to love looking at the clouds, uh, and my father, who's very analytical and scientist and engineer, would make it into a science lesson. Right. So I remember some of the names. I've forgotten most of it, but he would have all these. Oh, that's the cumulonimbus, and there is this. And I would like. I wasn't paying attention to that. I would yeah. just keep thinking of these soft clouds, and what would it be to sort of sit on them? And, and I think that's sort of the image. that comes to mind and and what is the association with that softness and the soft clouds what does it what does it do for you i think it settles the mind mm. you know mm. um, also i think maybe in some ways it sort of says what's what's important mm. you know what's mm. important in life mm. it's uh, it's this caring mm. it's these people around it's the relationships mm. Mm. it's what you can do for others and mm. and what they are doing for you Mm-hmm. Well, that's beautiful. That's right. Thank you for sharing that with me and my viewers. So, thank you. Yeah, Pradnev, you've had a very interesting journey, right? Life, life has been interesting for you, and so it would be great for us to hear. Take us through your journey. Take me through some of your your learnings. How life meandered for you. Some of your high moments. Some of your not so high moments where you learned perhaps a lot. Would love to hear. Yeah. Yeah, 
yeah, meandered is the right right word for it, right? Um, but I think there was um, there was one sort of, or maybe there were two sort of constants, uh, Shiba, mm -hmm. that I think came into play every time mm -hmm. I made decisions. One was the strong sense of identity that I had with being what I call a scientist practitioner. Mm -hmm. um, and that comes from my training as an industrial organizational psychologist. Mm -hmm. um, and I think my identity as an IO psychologist mm -hmm. and my... Uh, training to you know look at the science of what I do mm -hmm. and then bring it into practice. Um, I think that has been one of the anchors. Uh, mm -hmm. and I'll tell you in a minute how that played out. Uh, I think the other anchor has been uh, my parents mm -hmm. uh, and more than that, my commitment or a sense of commitment to them. Mm -hmm. Although honestly, they are very independent and mm -hmm. I'm not so sure that they need it yes. or they necessarily express a desire or a want for it. Mm -hmm. um, but it's just been sort of, you know, what's driven me. So where did that come into place? Of course, life meandered, grew up in Mumbai, psychology degree. I always laugh that, you know, in the 80s, armed with a bachelor's in psychology, you had no job, right? Yeah. What do you do? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so since travel was, a, travel was a passion, you might not even know this. I went in, took up a job as a ticketing agent in a travel agency. That was really? No, I didn't know this. Oh, <laughs> fabulous. What an experience. Wonderful. Yeah. Okay. Tell us more. Because, you know, I, I thought, you know, close to travel, being in a travel agency, cutting tickets for other people. Um, and then I realized that <laughs> other people were traveling. I was <laughs> yeah. at my desk, right? I was right. 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 issuing the tickets for them. Also, somewhere I realized, actually, it's a fun profession. And I met, and, and there's some really, really nice, fun, interesting people in that. Mm. And I'm sure some of your clients and friends are in that industry. Mm -hmm. It's a great industry to be in. But I realized that I, I would have needed a little bit more academic challenge, which is why that whole scientist practitioner again. Sure, sure, sure. And, you know, so I think it was, you may now call it, in hindsight, a gap year or whatever. Mm. I wasn't really thinking about it that way. But I used that year to then apply for my PhD in industrial organizational psychology, went off to the US. Then, mm. of course, did my uh, studies, finished my graduation. Somewhere in between, again, while I was pursuing the studies, there was a decision point where I got this really high-flying job with a very well-known US corporate. I would have been in their high-flying HR leadership program and mm. it's so tempting especially mm. when you're a poor graduate student mm. Mm. Uh, mm. trying to meet ends meet and there comes this and someone thinks you're you know valuable enough yeah. um, and uh, I said yes and then they waited and then I turned I said no so again I think it came back to that whole because I could have been a practitioner which is what I mean my chosen field of work is human resources right. and people right. development I could have done that, but I felt that I wouldn't have then pursued the science part of it. Mm -hmm. I think they understood. So then I stayed on, finished the PhD, and then I got into the profession. Um, so I think that has always anchored it. Yeah. Where parents' angle comes is the, um, the move back to India. Mm. Of course, both. I mean, India has been exciting and wonderful career-wise as well. Sure. There's been so much you know, opportunity to have done things here. Mm. Uh, so I can't say that it was just the parents, mm -hmm. uh, but part of it was also the fact that could I see myself living so far away? And you know, I'm an only child. Yes. So the responsibility, sense of responsibility was a little bit there. 
um, especially knowing that my parents will not out of their own choice move out of India because mm. they have lived overseas in their youth and had chosen to come back to India right? Mm. and had chosen to live over here. So there was no question of them moving. So I think that was the other thing mm. that came out as decision and that played out a couple of times in my life. So I think those have been two sort of guiding uh, principles, if I were to say, mm. and and basis those th you have made a lot of your decisions in your yes. life, right? Is that is that how you uh, see yeah. it? Yeah. A any regrets? None. None at all. No Anything regrets. you could have done differently, Pradnya? None. Uh, always, right? Yeah. I mean, you know, you look back and you say, um, "Yeah, I could have done this differently." Uh, so, a couple of jobs, right, or a couple of areas. Um, I think I was very restless when I was younger. I think I could have stayed on longer and just stayed the course. Mm -hmm. Because after I chose to move on, mm -hmm. you know, people who are senior or people who knew me would have always said, had come and said, you know, I could have just stayed on a little bit mm -hmm. longer. There was still so much more you could have done there. Mm -hmm. And more importantly, people always said that role needed you a little more. Yeah, no, I understand. And then it's always there in hindsight. Whereas, so whereas I almost felt that, you know, I'm sort of done over here or mm. what else am I going to do? Mm. Or sometimes, you know, some of the uh, challenges just felt a little too overwhelming. Mm. And then it felt might as well go and do something else. Uh, so mm. I think those are a couple of times that has happened that mm. looking mm. back, I said, you know, I could have just stuck it out. There mm. are always ups and downs. Mm. And that learning has served me well now because, you know, Shiba, the most consistent that I've done in my yeah. life is commitment to my own business. So Absolutely. Up on 10 years. Imagine that. 10 years. Pradnaya, wow, well done. Wow. Wow. That is amazing. It's going to be almost 11 now in 21. Yeah. 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 And, and sticking on with it and growing, for example, your work in Hogan distributorship and how you have grown the business. It has been remarkable. I've seen it. I've, I've seen the various phases of it. And I, I, see, I see it with a lot of joy to see where you are today with it. It's wonderful, Pratnya. Thank you. And you've been a part of that journey because sure. you were, and I want to recognize that you were part, you were my coach at two critical transition points in that journey. Uh, and I think yeah. coaching really helps. Mm -hmm. The first was just transition from being a corporate leader to a business owner. And I, I remember all those conversations we would have both shift at an identity level. Mm -hmm. The reputation shift had happened, but how do you assimilate it at the identity level? Correct. And then a few years later, when it came to a different phase of running the business, maybe scaling it differently, right? Mm -hmm. Adding on the consulting pieces to the distributorship. Yeah. Again, that was a very critical transition. And... Uh, you were part of that journey very much so. <laughs> Thank you. And, and, and I thoroughly enjoyed that time, the conversations that we had. And thank you for making me a part of it because it's rarely that you get an opportunity to help grow something with someone and be their thought partner or coach them through that. So it was an absolute joy for me. And, uh, and uh, I really appreciate the trust you placed in me uh, for, for those conversations. What else? Tell me some more about your life and your learnings thereof. I see what anchors you, yeah. but how did it play out? Yeah, yeah. How did how it played out was again, so my meandering happened because I think I just kept on doing what interested me, right? Mm -hmm. um, and going back to the Hogan's 
and you know the Hogan scales. Mm. The two things that have driven me, or the three, is really hedonism, which is finding sort of you know enjoyment in life. The other one is affiliation, which is connecting with people. Mm. And then the third is aesthetics, which mm. is again, self-expression, doing things with quality. So therefore, what doesn't drive? It has never been about, or it has not been so much about the power recognition or the commerce. Yes. Yes, and uh, so when you're driven by the, a different set of drivers, sometimes it does look from the outside to say interesting choices you're making. I'll tell you a learning that I had though, and anchoring back to the Hogan's because even I know those scales so well. Yes, yes. Is I'm also fairly low on security, mm -hmm. right? So, um, which is there, there for the ability to do things differently. Right. But other people in your life pay the price for it sometimes. Mm -hmm. um, because uh, what I mean by that is someone lower, if you're lower a little bit on commerce and security, you know, you're going and making choices driven by what you want to do and the desire mm -hmm. and aspiration. And I'm sure, you know, in, in a purpose, uh, but once you've chosen to be a householder, then there are other people involved, right? Um, your spouse with their career choices, okay. uh, your children with a sense of commitment to them. Mm -hmm. And, um, that was my learning. Some of the decisions I made, I mean, I think Raju's been a wonderful um, and supportive husband. Mm -hmm. uh, and if he hears this, I don't know if he will. But, uh, <laughs> I'm sure he will. <laughs> but, uh, uh, but I'm sure some of these choices that I've made um, has, you know, has had some impact for him in terms of where he's chosen to live or what he's chosen to do. Uh. Yeah, no, I, 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 I hear you and I understand that. But sometimes we just got to do what we got to do, right? We have to be true to ourselves. And, and, and you spent a lot of time in the U.S., right? Yeah. You also worked in the, uh, in the U.S. And yeah. um, I remember I met you, the first time I met you was in Microsoft. And yes. We'd come to explore co coaching. This was how long ago, Pradhan? Maybe that was 2005 when My I was the director of leadership development. That's Coaching right. was its early years. Yes, exactly. And while I used to coach some of the senior leaders, I was looking for a coach for That's some right. of the new leaders. You know, That's part of right. assimilation, actually, the whole transition assimilation coaching. Exactly, exactly. And that's when we had come, me and I think David Leeper had yes. come to explore this uh, possibility uh, possibility with you. But you were going, you were off to the US at that time. Yeah, I was returning back to the US. At so time. tell me more about that, that journey and yeah. how it was for you transitioning back and forth. You've done some of that. Yeah, yeah a couple of times. Mm. Um, I think the move to the uh, back to the US was uh, um, more just to gain another set of experiences, which mm -hmm. is what uh, our corporate VP at Microsoft at the time was a, this wonderful woman, Tanya Clements. Mm -hmm. And she said, Pradna, I have this opportunity. And you know, you worked in the US at a junior level, you worked in India at senior capacity, you can come here to a deep, like a deep, you know, there's a broad aspect of careers mm -hmm. and there's a deep aspect. So, mm -hmm. so there's an opportunity to come and do a little bit of a deep work, which mm -hmm. will give you um, understanding of scale, what mm. it means to scale a program, let's say across 150 countries. Mm, 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 mm. Uh, so that was the temptation. And also, um, you know, the family was ready to be back in the United sure. States, uh, mm. you know, and so on. Um, so I think those years in Microsoft were wonderful in terms of learning. Yeah, uh, yeah. Just learning that scale, building some really strong connection. That's how I got in touch with Hogan. 
right in that right. role yes. so you know serendipitously life just sort of meandered but look where it took me had i not gone for that role i don't know if hogan would have happened for instance. absolutely and I, uh, yes exactly and to be able to see those connections and and so you were there for a bit how yeah. long did you yeah so that time i went i was there for about 3 years and again the decision to move back was very very personal again um so uh, came down a little bit to parents um and a mother's sort of situation health wise a little bit and so on uh, and um, and the other part was i have to share with the viewers over here i had gotten used to being a working woman yes. with the privileges of india to ah, yes yeah i think in, you know it's such a challenge to be running a home uh looking after young kids because my you know daughter was just in kindergarten first grade and son was still not yet in middle school um and juggling all of that uh, i found it very difficult shiva uh, yeah. Yeah. you know managing that and that's where again my think i could have stuck it out yeah had i just pushed it through for another four three four years yes. i'm sure i could have settled back into that way of living and being uh, but i didn't and then mm. i sort of said to raju i said i'm really finding it difficult to do both uh, and i had friends who had not come to india and indians and they would say we don't know how you run a home and a business in india mm. we won't find that easy mm. because it's all about it's all about what are you used to no correct correct exactly so a little bit of that so i think that drove it and then there was the opportunity to come back and sort of you know uh, which was always a thought i had always had that yes. at some point i will go back into i'll i will set up a consulting practice um, yeah yeah and i'm so glad you came back because look at the way what has happened with hogan and look at how far it's gone and i'm sure hogan hogan uh, the principles of hogan will be delighted that you made this <laughs> to to come back to to fit is you know and, and that's where i feel empathy as uh, for uh, you know empathy for women leaders it's a challenge right hmm. when you're uh, juggling both hmm. Hmm. it really is a challenge it's it's true and 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 and, and trying to find a via media or a, like a place of balance is very tough because this is almost like a 90/10 balance yeah right i mean you don't have a 50/50 and also because you you have a spouse who's in an equally challenging uh, sort of you know mm. area of work so mm. yes you share mm. responsibilities mm. Um, but you know absolutely it, it can get a good to ask you something completely what inspires you what inspires me is the opportunity to sort of have my learning my education uh, be applied in in service of what i've chosen to be as my field right i think that really really inspires me in the work domain mm. so the opportunity to apply my learning the opportunity to continue to learn i feel i feel a big kick when um, uh, so you know a lot of our work is done through our hr partners for instance so okay. i I love it when I feel I've delivered a win to my my HR partner. So I mm. think partnership inspires me. Right? Mm. When their uh, clients in their organization come back and say, "Great program" or "Well done," so I think I get really a lot of kick out of that. Um, so I think that's what inspires me in the work front. Um, on the home front, what inspires me is uh, um, just the opportunity to be uh, be available for my family to help 
enable their own dreams or whatever they want to do. Mm. So I'll give you a small instance. Yeah, lovely. Love to hear it. Yeah. So for the longest, so my mother is, uh, you know, very scholarly, very well read. Uh, mm. When she was, she's now in her 80s, but she always had a passion for travel. Mm. And for the longest time, she was saying, I want to go to Istanbul. Okay. Okay. And of course, my dad rolled his eyes and says, suddenly his wife has come out of nowhere <laughs> thinking she wants to go to Istanbul. So he wasn't that keen on it necessarily. Yeah. Right. But um, so I tried to cajole him. I said, why don't you guys go or I'll take some time. And then one day I just made a decision. I said, you want to go to Istanbul? Great. Let's book. And we're going to go there. And, and so then, of course, I said, invited dad. I said, you want to come along? Because we're going to go to Istanbul. Then yeah. <laughs> uh, my mother's sister, I asked my aunt and she said she'd love to go. And so all I did was, uh, and my cousins were, you know, sort of smiling and said, because I was all excited. I'm going to go to Istanbul. Right. And he says, you know, you're going to Istanbul with like 375 plus year old people, right? I said, yeah, but you know, so that's what we did. We just went and we plonked ourselves for like 10 days. And um, that is fabulous. (laughs) That is fabulous. You know, it's a, what a thing to do. Well done on that one again, Pradnya. That's inspiring. That's inspiring. Yeah. They must have, they must have so loved it, you know? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. What an amazing thing to do. It did. Uh, and uh, probably for your mom, it must have been so fulfilling to have it, you. Yeah. She yeah. remembers it because, you know, as she's get, becoming a little more frail, it's becoming yeah. a little di- more difficult for her to travel. And yeah. so I think that was like her, her big, big trip. And it was such a dream. Um, so yeah. now I have to get her to pursue other dreams. She wants to go to Greece. So okay. get her to say, okay, let's find the time to do that. Maybe Athens. So... Uh, we'll see if I can get her energized to do that. So I think a little bit of that towards the parents and same with the children, you know, they yeah. have their own aspirations, their yeah. own dreams. I know I can be a tough mother, but um, <laughs> so, you know, reputation again. <laughs> I think I'm being a conscientious parent. I'm sure they're thinking I'm a tough mom. Uh, <laughs> but it's all about enabling them. No? Absolutely. It is. Uh, how you... And if you are being a tough mom, they will not hesitate to give you the feedback. So you'll be aware of it. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of feedback, right? Right. Every exactly. day, right? Yeah. <laughs> but I'm sure they also know how much you want to enable them and help them fulfill their dreams. Yeah. And I think that is, that is, that is, uh, the intention is that, isn't it? But no, that always has been the intention. Has been, always. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um. Is there a metaphor for life you have or an adage you live by? You could have a few, that's all right. But something that, you know, is your go-to thought or dictum in, in times of um, when you are at crossroads or stressed? Or... A river. And, uh, and I'll tell you why. I mean, I, it's, it's, I mean, and maybe it's just a lot of people probably think of life as a river. But, you know, it flows, right? But it has a life of its own. Um, And uh, I just, and I think in Indian mythology, it's so beautiful because we personify rivers, right? Uh, And Brahmaputra, I think, is the only male river. Correct. All other are women, right? Correct. Um, Correct. So I think it just resonates so much. It flows, it, uh, you know, it nurtures things around it as it flows. Um, It nurtures a whole ecosystem within it as it flows. Mm. And yet it flows and it, you know, it continues to flow, which is, uh, which is its purpose. So there is a certain purpose, certain drive that drives the river, I guess. And 
I always think of my life uh, or if I can be like a river. That is beautiful. And what, I, what you've just said, what I'm picking up from that, is, and that's, that's really, the purpose of the river is flow. Yeah. And it may seem like a contradiction in terms, but it's not. You know, the purpose seems like an analytical kind of a thing, you know, left brain flow doesn't, but when the purpose is the flow, isn't that something? Yeah, I never thought of that way, but you're right. Yeah. This is the flow, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The moment it's born, from the time the river is born, Correct. it Correct. to flow. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's beautiful. That's uh, yeah, lovely. That's my uh, my goosebump moment for my the soul brew with you. <laughs> so thank you for bringing that up. <laughs> um, if I was to ask you, Pradnya, I believe each individual, each human being, has their own unique stamp and something that they offer, which nobody else can. I mean, there's nobody else who's a Pradnya Prarashar uh, on this planet. What is your unique gift to humankind? What is it? What is the lens you wear? Never thought of it that way. Yeah. I mean, each one of us needs to take their spot in the sun because each one deserves it. What is your... place for me to be, uh, to, you know, claim the space in the sun. Yeah. For all kinds of, you know, yeah. reasons. But it's it's interesting uh, that you ask me, what's my uh, unique stamp? Um, I know this may sound, I, I think for me, it really is, I love my profession. Mm. Uh, and I'm going to quote something that, uh, and see if that helps, because I haven't thought of it quite that way. But I think I really love the profession of, mm. you know, the science of people management or the mm. science of organization. Mm. So, you know, I first moved back to India in the late 90s and mm. I used, I've had some wonderful mentors sure. and me to, you know, even consider, you know, moving back to India or even just pursuing my career. So I had sure. this wonderful mentor who used to run a small consulting firm in New York where I used to work with. Mm. And one of the things he said, he said, you know, when I was moving back to the United, uh, from to India in the 90s, he said, mm. You're a very good industrial organizational psychologist. And uh, to the extent that you can continue to preserve that uh, base of knowledge or practice, try and doing that. And so he gave me a few suggestions, like mm. simple things, like, you know, come back a year, attend a professional conference, keep your network going, mm. do some research, do some reading. Um, so I, I wonder whether that is my unique gift, which is to blend the science and the practice of yes. my profession you know? yes sure and 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 what would you say if this was if you were to say something to the younger ones to people who are just starting out to the how would you incorporate what your your uniqueness is to what you would say to them what i'd say to them is um, continue the quest of looking for your you know what that passion is or what mm. that discovery is for you Sometimes it takes a while for the answers to come. Sure. Sometimes it is the words of somebody else that give you the answer, sure. right? Because sure. others are looking at you. Uh, and the other thing I will say to people is uh, um, be comfortable changing sort of your identity or, you know, just because you feel like with me, it has stayed as a constant. And which yeah. is why now looking back from this vantage point, I'm looking back and saying that, you know, this has been an identity that has driven me. Mm -hmm. uh, but in between, I did human resource management and I loved it, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, the mm -hmm. times that I was. Yes. Uh, 
so be ready to experiment um, and life may take you somewhere else which might be more of a passion for you you know but Absolutely. at the same time come back to the core if what you've done and so that was my other pivotal point what i told you about what has driven so of course yes. you know i became a head of hr at yes. a very young age yes uh, in a bpo space uh, which was all you know new industry sure all that so the path was very clear that you continue going up that from a career perspective but somewhere i felt that while i i really enjoy and i have yeah. a lot of admiration for my colleagues who continue to run hr right and and it's a it's not an easy job no no so balancing that but i felt the part that i loved the most was the organization development the development and so that meant whatever taking a different step and a different sure. path um and so that's 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 the other thing i would say to young people is that it's okay you know if it means that in your mind you're thinking i'm taking a step back but it'll take you to where you want to go so be ready to sort of experiment and you know go back and forth a little bit because we yeah. have only one life to live i mean and we're living it for ourselves right yeah, yeah exactly exactly absolutely and that that's very powerful what you're just saying also uh, choosing and staying with your passion finding that and working with that is there anything else you'd like to say pradnya before we close out this conversation anything else that anything else that you'd like to say yeah i would say you know just uh, um, just follow your passion i would say and uh, if you don't know what that passion is be patient with yourself um, so i think passion and patience is you can sort of you know keep them hand in hand um, might you know you might start discovering things for yourself in life right so you're not born knowing what you want to do so have some patience but if you're born knowing what you want to do then pursue that and have the patience to get the results because just because you want something doesn't mean that the results are going to come right away no fantastic value relationships yeah. as much as you can but also value yourself mm-hmm. i think there's again a balance no mm-hmm. i need to value myself and i need to value relationships that is beautiful and uh, and on that on that note pradnya thank you so much for uh, spending this time with me and i've thoroughly enjoyed our conversation and that's this has been a brilliant soul brew thank you so much wonderful thank you shiva it was great thank you take care see thank you soon i hope we meet soon as well yeah yes yes hope to meet in person absolutely thank you for your time and attention and for being a part of soul brews with shiva until next week keep the coffee swirling <laughs>